From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Heavy rain is moving into Ohio. ONN's Dave James reports. The National Weather Service will issue a flood watch that starts tonight and runs into Saturday afternoon for parts of western and much of southwestern Ohio, including Springfield, Dayton, and Cincinnati, and eastward to Chillicothe, Portsmouth, and Marietta. Forecasters say three or more inches of rain could fall in some areas, and much of the state is likely to see an inch or two over the next couple of days. Dave James, ONN News. Yesterday morning in Geauga County, the search for 76-year-old Susan Taylor ended tragically as her body was discovered in a wooded area on her neighbor's property in Thompson. The body was found shortly after a group of hundreds of volunteers began searching the area. Geauga County Sheriff Scott Hildenbrand. We live in probably the best county in the state of Ohio, and, and, and these people, this is evidence of that. We had more than 400 people out here to help look for her and and you know it's it's unfortunate the outcome but like i said at least she the family has some closure the coroner is working to determine taylor's cause of death a weeks-long search for a woman in South Central Ohio ended yesterday. ONN's Andrew Kinsey in Columbus reports. The Fayette County Sheriff's confirming that Naomi Sayer has been found dead. Sayer disappeared over two weeks ago. The Sheriff's Office reporting her body was found inside of a closet in a home in northeast Fayette County. They say so far there's no sign of foul play. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Governor Mike DeWine gave testimony yesterday before a U.S. Senate committee on the East Palestine train derailment. ONN's Yolanda Harris has more. The governor's main message to senators was railways need to be made safer all across the country. Norfolk Southern has an obligation to restore this community. It was their train, their tracks. Their accident, they're responsible for this tragedy. The governor testified virtually from the East Palestine High School Library. He also announced the temporary health clinic that opened up there will be permanent. I'm Yolanda Harris. Following that derailment, train safety legislation was put together by Ohio's two senators in Washington, J.D. Vance and Sherrod Brown. Vance has spent weeks working to drum up support for his bipartisan legislation. It's getting pushback from leaders of 18 conservative groups who want the bill rejected, calling it misguided. I think a lot of the conservative groups that have come out of the bill, to be frank, are washed up. They maybe had influence 20 years ago, but they have chosen the wrong side in a lot of intra-party fights in the Republican Party. In addition to the proposed legislation Vance and Senator Sherrod Brown are backing in the Senate, a similar bill is being pushed in the House. Some Republican opponents say the legislation gives too much power to the U.S. Department of Transportation and may be too expensive for train companies to comply with all of the regulations. Cleanup and repairs from another major Norfolk Southern derailment in Ohio will cost upwards of $2.5 million. Officials say damage from the derailment in Springfield earlier this month mostly involves the track, signals, and power lines. In southwestern Ohio, a former city council member was sentenced to prison on child pornography charges. 56-year-old Leslie Sean Brock will spend three years in prison and will have to register as a sex offender for the next 25 years. Court documents indicate Brock had multiple images depicting young girls between the ages of four and nine. He was serving on Lachlan City Council when he was arrested and charged in September of last year. The length of Brock's sentence was decided in a plea agreement. Lockland is a northern suburb of Cincinnati. Police arrested a 22-year-old man after he led them on a high-speed chase, damaging other cars in the Cleveland suburb of Parma. 
ONN's Laura Queso reports. A police officer tried to pull over the driver of a red Ford Fusion near South Canterbury and Renwood Drive. That driver took off and then sideswiped two other cars as he weaved in and out of traffic. Finally, the driver jumped out of the car and ran. He was caught on Dresden Avenue. Now, he's not being identified yet, but it's likely the 22-year-old will face a number of charges. The car he was driving was reported stolen at gunpoint in a carjacking last September. I'm Laura Queso. Three Northwest Ohio fire departments that already work together handling emergencies are hoping to make the partnership official, but some northern Wood County residents could feel it in their wallets. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo explains. The merger would bring together Rossford, Lake Township, and Northwood Fire. Fire chiefs for Rossford and Lake Township say this combination would mean more full-time first responders to help with EMS calls, but it could double the amount of property taxes. Rossford's fire chief says if the merger is approved, there are about 6,500 people who may see an increase in property taxes. I'm Amanda Fay. Ohio Democrat Sherrod Brown, who heads the U.S. Senate Banking Committee, says Ohio's three big banks, Cleveland-based Key Bank, Fifth Third in Cincinnati, and Huntington in Columbus, are safe in the wake of the recent bank failures. Brown says those three Ohio banks are about the same size as the failed Silicon Valley Bank, but he says they're better run. I've spoken to bankers, community bankers, credit unions, uh, the CEOs of these three big banks in Ohio. Um, there are roughly $200 billion banks, and they, they generally do things right. Um, they listen to the community. They follow the rules. He says it's unfortunate some people are moving their money to the nation's largest banks, which he says are just getting bigger and don't provide the same level of service to local areas. And a trip to Columbus from out west was delayed for a bit. ONN's Tracy Townsend has more. A Southwest Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Columbus was turned around after a really frightening situation in the cockpit. Southwest issued a statement saying the pilot needed medical attention. The flight did eventually arrive yesterday at John Glenn Columbus International Airport. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.